0: I want to take a minute to tell you about Federal Access. Federal Access is our coaching and training platform that we develop for government contractors. The resources in Federal Access have helped our clients win over $13.6 billion in government contracts. When you become a member, you're going to get access to hundreds of documents, templates, training videos, on-demand webinars, and you get SME support from me. So if you have a question, you can email me directly. Anytime. Here's a special offer for Game Changers listeners. Visit federal access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. That's federal access.com forward slash game changers to get started for just $29. Now let's get into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. So, today we're going to be talking about a chapter in Becoming a GovCon Expert. This is a chapter on authentic leadership. And, uh, Emily, why don't you give us a quick overview on this chapter?
1: So basically this chapter just uh, talks about how to really lead from a place of authenticity. And in order to do that, you've really got to go, you've really got to make sure you understand yourself. So in this chapter, I share my story of better understanding myself and who I am and making decisions that align with, with my values. I share that story. And I think it's applicable to people who are leaving military service, transitioning um, and people, people who are, are starting a company, you know, a lot of times we're told what we should do. Mm. And I want to make sure people aren't doing what they quote unquote should do, but are doing what's aligned with them and their yeah. values.
0: Yeah. I, that's a hard one, you know, to, to not look at society and friends, family and say, well, I should be going left, but I really want to go right.
1: Yeah. Um, and my story that I share in the chapter, it's just kind of helped spark other people's imagination to, you know, see if, because sometimes you might be doing something that you should or that other people want you to do without even realizing it, you might, it might be this that you have this feeling of deep unsatisfaction, dissatisfaction, and you can't figure out where it's coming from. So there's a lot of uh, inner work that needs to be done, because I think that we look outside ourselves for the answers when we really have them, Hmm. them inside. And so my story is basically, you know, I worked for the Department of the Navy since I was 18, going to the Naval Academy, being a Navy officer than becoming a civilian. So when I retired in May of 2019, so many people were telling me what I should do because I was the head of small business for the Navy and Marine Corps. So I should become a small business consultant. I should become a coach and coach companies and in in how to do business with the Navy, because that was my area of expertise. I should maybe go work for a large company and help um, like a big defense contractor and help companies, uh, help that defense contractor find small businesses that can satisfy a requirement. But none of that like... Really made me feel joyful, so mm. I didn't really right away know why. But I took some time to really explore myself and figure out why, and that was not easy for me to do because I'm somebody who's just go 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 busy 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 busy. And in order to do it, I had to slow down, which was hard.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's really hard to slow down. I, I would think it, it's also hard when you are transitioning. I mean, you spent the majority of your life in that role. You know, you what is it, thirty eight years? Yeah. You know, working for the Navy. So to transition from such a huge chunk of your life into basically working for yourself and, you know, determining not only your schedule, but what you're going to sell or what you're not going to, you know, literally what you're going to do, what you're not going to do, all that. That's a, that's a major transition. Did you, when you came out of the Navy, did you, I know you had your podcast ready to go, but when you hey. came out, did you give yourself a time window of, Hey, I'm going to take the next year to figure this out. I'm going to take six months. Or did you just figure feel the pressure of, I'm retiring on Monday, and on Tuesday, I'm going to start my new life.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to a friend of mine before I retired, and I was telling him I wanted to do this podcast. And initially, my podcast was going to be an, uh, interviewing small businesses about how they were successful in government contracting. But I'm not exactly sure what happened, but sometimes it's just like bouncing ideas off of other people. I decided to do um, a podcast on, and it resonated with me more fully on, you know, how people faced adversity and move forward. Forward. And then when I was talking to that guy, I'm like, well, I'm going to publish it. Like my first episode, seven months after I retire, he goes, why you could publish it on the day you retire so i am an overachiever <laughs> so i did publish seven episodes on the day i retired which 31st of may my first seven um they say you should publish three i did seven just because it's a variety of interviews i wanted people to yeah. get a feel for the kinds of people i would interview you're an so, yeah so, so, I'm an overach- so i did have a plan i had a plan i did some small business consulting um just to convince myself do i is this what i want to do or not and i had a plan but just like uh what happens for everybody your plans don't always Go according to plan. So I I retired on May 31st. I was living in Washington D.C. and I moved to Stanton, Virginia, which is near my parents. I wanted to have more time with my parents. I wanted to. I couldn't afford on retirement income to live in D.C. anyway. And then I moved here on uh, June 19th. And then at the very end of June, the 29th, I found out that my children's father, my former husband, we had been divorced since. 2002, had cancer. And within two weeks after that, he was paralyzed in both arms. And so I found myself dropping everything. I still was able to publish a podcast episode a week. But other than that, like any company business plans I had, you know, were pretty much put on on hold so that I could uh, take care of him. And I became the executor of his estate and just helping my kids through it. Um, paralyzed in both arms can't, can't really do much. And wow. um, it was just challenging. And then, you know, I realized that too, I hadn't been working for the Navy for my whole life. I had really pushed a lot of feelings down. I hadn't dealt with a lot of feelings and I hadn't dealt with the feelings I had from when he and I got divorced. And so, so much started to come up for me. And so I guess my point is, is that, and then he passed away on December 11th and I have a box of his files here in my office. And he had so many files on retirement and he had, he was 64. He hadn't retired yet. He worked for the Department of the Navy. He was a a colonel in the uh, Army. But all of that just really just completely changed my view on my life and what I wanted to do. And that got me even further on a path of Of self-discovery. So um, no, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do when I retired, but I started to figure it out and his death and illness really helped me prioritize things. I had never seen somebody die and somebody close to me like that had never died. And Mm. um, it really, it changed me.
0: Yeah. You know, we, we often hear those moments where it it is like a big life-changing moment. And I always look at my life and feel like I've never really had one of those. I've just always been in this constant change. Change. And so to hear a story about, you know, that's several months of your life going through that. And literally at, at a turning point, you were already having a turning point in your life yeah. to then have to stop what you were doing and take care of someone else and then have all this stuff unfold. And it, it's it, it, I don't want to sound morbid in any way when I say it, it's like. It, it's what a blessing in one way of, of, yes. of going through that while you're about to go through the biggest change of your life. And he being gave bliss- me and
1: my kids a lot that he he helped us a lot in, yeah. in witnessing what he went through. So he gave us a gift. You can't always see it um, when it's happening, but he yeah. really did.
0: Yeah. So, so. So for, for people that are on here that are in GovCon, because most, most people listen to our podcast are all GovCon folks and they are listening to this and they're thinking about, well, how can I be a better leader? How can I be an authentic leader? You know, talk a little bit, uh, you, 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 Shared a little bit already about, you know, the self-discovery process and the shoulds and and, and those kind of things. But what about like the mindset for this? Because I think you and I talked about this in another episode. It's such a mind game of, of what's going on that you're dealing with in your brain. To get you through some of this stuff, talk to me a little bit about the mindset here.
1: Well, um, it's interesting because right now I'm doing this uh, seven day challenge uh, for people in my Onward Movement Facebook group, and it's all about mindset. It's about a mindset for personal transformation, and it's a mindset for discovering yourself. And the first thing that you have to realize is that um, you know that that you have to be open to learning more about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think for a leader, the more you know yourself, the better you can lead the more you know who you really are the better you can lead the better your policies will come across the you know you'll attract the people that Mm. are going to be best for your company if you're leading from a place of authenticity from a place of really knowing who you are and then that also helps you better understand other people you know i think that having gone through what i went through with with bruce i'm you know completely more sensitive to an understanding of people who are going through challenges and their lives, and also after after interviewing so many people on my mm-hmm. onward podcast, and I think that um, if you're if you understand some of those things as a leader, you can just be a better a better leader.
0: I think you know when I look at my life and and the things we go through, and. You know, you're. It, it's very easy as a person living your life to be consumed by all that stuff and not realize that the person next to you, and the person next to them, and the person next to them, they're all doing that too. They're all going through all of these things at any given moment, and it's easy to feel like, hey, whatever I'm going through is the most important thing in the world. Yet the person next to me is going through something bigger or wilder or crazier or whatever. And there's how many people in your town, community, whatever, and they're all going through that. And it's fascinating to me that's one of the reasons i love the podcast being able to have these conversations and just hear the stories of people and i think it helps us at least me on a personal level really understand how big the world is you know yeah. and 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 what's going on and and so that that's a, a really big benefit in, in my book to hear all these stories and you know when i'm going through your chapter in the book and i here's here's things that i notice i notice how you talk about that that mindset for personal transformation and then you transition into discovering your purpose, how important is that to get the mindset right before you start working on purpose? Because to me, I think people, a lot of times, I think you got the right process, by the way, I'll say that. I think a lot of <laughs> okay, times, good. yeah, I think a lot of times people jump to, well, I'm going to work on my purpose. That's yeah. what they jump to. But yet there's all these other things that you're talking about before you got to that in, in the process. And um, to, I don't even know what the right question is to ask you on that. But, you know, it's, <laughs> I guess I guess you know, it goes back to, you know, the, that mindset piece and just how important that is to setting yourself up to discover that purpose, maybe?
1: Well, I think that um, the mindset piece is important because, you know, you could have a, a closed mindset or an open mindset. You know, if you have a closed mindset, you think, well, you know, that's just the way I am. I can't change. And if you have a, a more open mindset like and are into continuous learning and recognizing that, you know, you can there are things about yourself that you can change. And part of the way of changing it is to understand why you are the way you are. When we're first born, we don't have limiting beliefs. We don't have, you know, when you just born. And so it's a matter of like unpacking, you know, what has happened to you throughout your life that caused you that, you know, contributed to you being the way you are today and understanding, you know, why your inner critic is saying certain things to you and understanding, you know, how you can get that inner critic to it down. Those are some of the things that we cover in my program. And then once you can go back and look at your life, look at some of your limiting beliefs, figure out how to um, release some of those, then you start knowing yourself better. And I mean, I have some things I go through in my coaching program that really help you understand what your purpose is, why you're here on earth. Because we're, I think we're all here. Um, We each have a, a unique purpose and mine isn't the same as yours. It's not the same as somebody else's. So having that mindset of believing that um being open to change is important and some people Mm -hmm. have a closed mindset i guess so that's why it's important
0: yeah no i i I like that and you know the inner critic is something i think we all struggle with there's always a little voice telling us all the things we've done wrong how you know you'll never amount to whatever there's there's always it's like these anchors that are trying to kind of hold you back and i think it goes back to the shoulds that you were talking about earlier there's always the um you've got your inner critic you got the extra Critic. There's always somebody telling you how you should run your life, what your purpose should be. Uh, that, that's always one of my favorite things when people come up to me somewhere, at, or at least they used to do this a lot. They come up and say, "You know what you should do? You should actually develop a coaching program that does this. You know what you should do? You should change your pricing around this. And you know what you should do? And 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 there are people that'll actually listen to that. And yeah. and being able to shut that out. So I I gave this um this session one time, and at the end of the session, we used to do these the little handout cards, you know, where people could comment on things. And um, I had, you know, a section of, you know, what's the the thing you got out of today? What was the number one thing you got out of today? And stuff like that. And this this woman walks up to me and she's telling me a handful of things. This was great. This was great. This was great. And on the comment card she gives me, the only thing she wrote, she literally ignored everything on it. And she wrote one comment that just said the, your use of the abbreviation for average was incorrect. <laughs> and I was like, well, we do this in 27 countries. And the one I'm using works in 26 of the 27, just not in the USA. Um, but anyway, like that was your takeaway. And and there are people that would look at that and go, well, let me go change the slide. And let me go, you know, and just they look at the critics and I'm like, I didn't say moron, but I was just like, right. come on, right. come on, right. you know, and I just blew it off. But I always remember it as an example. So maybe it did get under my skin, right? The uh, uh, an example of that's all you took out out of this. It right. was 2 hours of how to build your business and that's the main thing you took out of it. And I think it- those external critics can kind of weigh in on us and the internal critics can, can weigh in and just try to drive us in these directions because you're not open, uh, you know, to, to what you need to do and you're not firm in your purpose or, or any of those kind of things. So, right. And maybe you don't track.
1: know yourself enough. So you think yeah. that other people know the right answer when really you have the answer within yourself. And I know for yeah. me, part of what it took for this journey was the ability to slow down. I was somebody who's just like, go, yeah. go, 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 go. Always busy. But I realized that busy was maybe it was my alcohol. It was my way of like not dealing with things. And I realized that the more I, the less I am doing, and the more that I am being, the more I'm in touch with who I really am. The more downtime I have, I'm able to tap into my intuition and really know what's right for me. And I think that's important for a leader.
0: Yeah, that's really good. My friend Trent used to always say, "We're human beings, not human doings." Right. You know, we're human beings and. And you know, coming, you know, being able to understand that, and again, you and I have talked about this in a couple of these episodes, where I think people dismiss a lot of this stuff as, well, that's just the fluffy, soft skills, self-improvement. I don't need that. And it's like, well, hold up, you know, these are the things that build your foundation as a person, as a leader. And without that, you you won't be near as effective. So on a scale of one to ten, if you're a, you're a three or four now, you could be a seven or an eight or even a ten in your effectiveness if if you dig down and, and deal with this stuff and look through these things. I know, you know, just even the purpose one. How can you have a purpose for your company if you don't have one for yourself? Right. You know, or or what if those two things are not aligned? And you know, my purpose is to be an artist and I'm selling, you know, IT services and cybersecurity to the government. How how do you mesh that together? You know, how much do you hate your life? Like for me, I love what I do. And right. so this morning I woke up at 3 30 and I, I always give myself 20 minutes. And if I I can't go back to sleep. I get up and come in the office because mm-hmm. it's twenty minutes. You know, it's it's twenty feet away from my bed, and I'm like, because I love what I do. Right. And for the person that doesn't love what they do, it's like they're just going to dread it. They're going to dread yeah. every moment of every single day. And I think the the people that you surround yourself with know it too. Like if if you have a boss that hates their life, you know it, right? it's very, very obvious. So, so let's uh, say that
1: you are, you know, you're really, your, your heart is drawn to being an artist, but you're in it, but you think, because you think that you can't make money being right. an artist, but what if you Not could, either. what if that's a limiting belief? So yeah. that's your inner critic saying, there's no way you can make money being an artist, but guess what? There's lots of people out there that are. So yeah, maybe take a look at that for yeah. yourself. And if you're always just listening to your inner critic as a leader and, or, what other people say, then you're just kind of zigzagging along. If you're aligned with who you really are and you know who you really are, it gives you that confidence.
0: Right. Yeah, and I I think uh, that's the same when people, when they get into business and I'll say, well, well, what's one of your goals? And I cannot tell you how many people will tell me to make a million dollars. Like it's exact same goal, you know, because, you know, somewhere in society they have heard I need to make a million dollars. A million dollars will make me rich. It'll allow me to fulfill myself. And I'm like, well, let's see. You know, let's sit down with a pen and paper and let's walk through and let's figure out what that ideal lifestyle would cost and more times than not we start going through the numbers and they're like wow so to have my dream lifestyle like my wildest dreams lifestyle is around 10 12 15 twenty thousand dollars a month i like, guess what that's not a million dollars so you don't have to hit that in order to do it i think the same thing with the artist where the artist says well i can't support myself well how much money could you make in this oh wow do the math and i'm like man i really could I really right. could support myself. So, you know, those limiting beliefs are, are, are just a, a, a big issue for a lot of people. So um, I want you to talk about something for a minute here. The I have seen a lot in, in the industry here about this topic, and I want to get your take on self-awareness. You know, I, I think it is an, an emerging trend that I see more and more people talking about right now. I think it's super important. So I'm just curious for, for our listeners here, some of your thoughts on what 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 number one, what self-awareness really is and what it really means during this journey of authentic leadership here.
1: To me, and and I'm still on this journey of self-awareness because you um, peel back one piece of the onion and something else else comes up. For me, it's being able to quiet my monkey mind and to be able to realize that the answers to everything that I'm struggling with are already in me if Mm -hmm. I just go there. And for example, today... And before our meeting, I was struggling with uh, something that I wanted to do with my company. And I kept asking myself my conscious mind, what is it that I want to do? What is it that I want to do? You know, how do I do this? I don't know how to do it. But I did some deep breathing exercises. And so for some people might think, you know, this is like all woo woo stuff, but it's yeah. it's what's helped me. I did yeah. some deep breathing exercises. I quieted my mind. I did, you know how when you do yoga and you just at the end of yoga class, you lay back and just be, mm-hmm. I did that. And in fact, yesterday I sent an episode to the editor for my podcast where I was interviewing somebody about yoga. And she says here in America, what she's seen is a lot of people, they go do the yoga class for all the moves and everything. And then when it comes to Shivashana, where you're just laying down and being, they're rolling up their mats and leaving. Okay, that's the most important time. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't come right away, but so this morning, I just lay there and I set my alarm for five minutes. Oh my gosh, I had my journal next to me. All the answers came. It wasn't somebody else telling me what the answers were. I had them, but I just had to quiet my monkey mind and all of like my inner critic and all of this mess going on. Yeah to just quiet my mind. And that's what I mean about being and the answers came. And it was amazing. I wrote them all down. It's like, now I have clarity and I know where I'm going. And that clarity didn't come from just being busier and busier or reading another book or, you know, anything. And I, and I also work with coaches. So that helps me too. One of my, one of my coaches had her coach come to a session and her coach is like, stop reading books, looking (laughs) for the answer. I mean, I know we have a book here, but you know, you got to read but she said for 30 days stop reading books and just be with yourself
0: yeah be with your own thoughts yeah. how scary is that to be with your own <laughs> it's thoughts. it's scary <laughs> yeah i think that's a i think that's a challenge for a lot of people and uh you know just being with themselves you know for for me yoga is not my thing it, it's not my thing but i have things and, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm in that position of stuck, I know there's usually one of two or three things. One of them is I'll just go eat lunch and it's not I'll like I'll go out like I'm going to go mm-hmm. out. Even if I go grab lunch, you know, in, in the covid lifestyle. Right. And go sit in my car in a park. Like if that's what you got to do just to get out of the cycle. My favorite one is going to sound so stupid to some people. But even if it's in the middle of the day or 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm really stuck, I'll go take a shower. There's nothing more calming than a hot shower mm-hmm. and i've got one of those little steam shower things you know and so you go in there and i think part of it is you don't have any gadgets or anything right right although although my wife did just come across you yeah. can now get those uh those shower vents you know for your bathroom that are uh bluetooth enabled oh, and great. Have speakers and stuff so i'm like we're not doing that uh, no but,
1: keep the sound from get, get yeah. quiet your mind yeah. yeah
0: but just going in there there's nothing but you in the water and you're just you know, it relaxes your body and all that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden ideas just start coming in right. and, and answers and, and that kind of stuff. And so, you know, I, I think just being able, that's such a good tip of sometimes you've got to know when to put down the books, even this one, right. You're right. you know, talking about the becoming a GovCon expert book here, but it, sometimes you just got to put it down. Cause as a coach, the one thing that I saw a lot was that, uh, people came to me in search of new ideas and it was always, and in fact, I just did a podcast episode yesterday about implementing new ideas and it's they're always saying well there's got to be some magic beans there's got to be a new idea I there's something I haven't thought of and my thing was always I think you probably know the answer you just don't know how to implement it mm-hmm. but yeah. probably what's going on you know exactly what you need to do you just don't know how to do it so instead of us you know living in denial about that let's figure out how to do the things you know you need to do that you've been procrastinating because you didn't know how to do them so if you can follow that right 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 uh,
1: and for some people it it's exercise but you know you can get to the- the point i've been there where it's like well i'm too busy to exercise i've got too much to do i've got too much on my to-do list it's overwhelming i've got so much to do and i've really learned that that was um like an addiction a way of coping when really when i slow down oh my gosh so much more happens for me right
0: right my same friend trent used to tell me he's like slow the front end down and we'll make the back end smooth because right now the front end is a train wreck right let's slow down and in two months, three months, six months, everything is just going to be so much smoother because uh, you just get to this point where you're just, oh, it's like you're just so flustered and you're you're trying too hard to, right. to, to force it. And so that's where I, I see the value in just slowing down, thinking it through and just in having that self-awareness of, of what's going on. So for, for me, this is one of the most important chapters in the book, you know, to talk about this topic that, again, just doesn't get enough attention in this. GovCon space. We're always talking about how we can write a better proposal or how we can, you know, do teaming or what we're supposed to do to reach out to contracting officers or or how to write some email template or whatever. And we're not dealing with the people. And so that's why I really appreciate you writing this chapter and talking about authentic leadership and just walking people through this process, you know, starting with self discovery, ending with self-awareness and everything in between so that people can just get a better sense of themselves and and what it means to be that authentic leader. So I I don't know if you have any final thoughts for this chapter, this episode, but I'll I'll turn it over to you.
1: I would just say, once you're able to do this for yourself, realize that you can help your employees through this as well, because if you're Mm. somebody who's not self-aware who hasn't done some of that inner work and then you're just pushing 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 your employees and they're struggling with the same thing just imagine how that's impacting your company so if you can help your employees through some of these things as well it's just going to make your your whole operation goes smoother.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's awesome. And, you know, what a benefit to the people that you work with to do this for yourself so that you're a better you, so that you can serve them better, and then, like you just said, help them through this whole cycle. So really, really good stuff. I'm glad you wrote the chapter. I'm glad we took time today to talk about this. Uh, if you're listening to this episode today, you can go grab a copy of Becoming a GovCon Expert on Amazon. Go pick up a copy, read it, then put it down for 30 days, and read something else. <laughs> and not read anything but uh but thanks emily i really appreciate uh the whole discussion today thanks michael thanks for listening to game changers for government contractors for a full list of episodes and other resources be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash game changers